WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Tuesday morning. And uh, this is a day after a council meeting. And when that happens, we invite on the rotation of seven the members of the Woonsocket City Council to our microphones to talk about last night's meeting. And when we exhaust that topic, then uh, we uh, try to uh, get them to answer questions that may not be on the agenda. Might even be a surprise to them. Like, uh, like to Council Member James Canoyer, who's with us. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right. Surprise. Are you running for re-election? When is the, when's the election? The election is November of 2020, and this is May of 2020. Ah. Yeah, so the... So, so now I have to start thinking about that? You have to start thinking about it, um, you know, and get campaign contributions so you can buy lots of radio time. <laughs> Self-serving son of a... <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything is self-serving, right? There you go. There you go. Uh, am I running? I, I honestly, uh, I know everyone says the same thing, but I don't know just yet. I mm-hmm. will, uh, I'm going to start, obviously I'll start to think about that and talk to my family, talk to my friends, talk to my colleagues in the council, etc. As I've said before, to be very honest with you, it all depends on what, uh, what I see coming forward. If, uh, for example... And well, I'd like you to explain to us, looking at what you get, what do you, what do you get to do it, and then, and how much work is it really involved in, and did you really think when you got elected back in 2016 that it was this amount of work, or is it a ride in the, in the park? Easy. That's, yeah, it's, it's all the above. It's as much work as you want to make it, or as little work as you want to make it. You can just kind of cruise through uh, with your mouth open, catching flies, um, or you can actually roll your sleeves up and do work, um, and everything in between. So it's it's about what I expected. Um, it it can be rewarding. It can be a headache. Um, you know, it's like it's like anything else. Um, but what will what will drive my decision is I will survey the field of of uh, potential candidates, and if if for example, um, take you know, say Alex Kithis for example, he's he's you know. He wants to take his clown show to the state level, but if he was if he was uh, someone of his ilk was running for council, um, I'd have to think long and hard about not running to protect the seat because we can't have people like that up there. It's just I mean we we had a year of that insanity, and you can see how um, how uh, counterproductive that is uh, for the for the city. So that'll be that'll be a, a big piece of it. All right. So surveying the field of candidates. When when do you think we're going to find out? All about that. Uh, how do you know? Well, is that coming soon? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, I mean, we're, we're typically um, you've got to pull papers in June sometime, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to believe it's May. Honestly, I, I literally lost track of that. The fact that we are in May. <laughs> we're, pre- uh, we're approaching the middle of the year, um, and it's going by uh, rather fast. It is a talk show, and here is your invitation to call. We're going to go over some agenda items, 7690600, However, if you would like to ask a question of uh, Mr. Um, James Canoyer or, um, or maybe give him a, a public ridicule or a public 
compliment, you can do that. You're ready for anything, right, James? Certainly. All right. It comes with the territory. All right. Look at that agenda from last night. What do you think? Um, I always like to, to let council members be editors as if they were editing the front page of the Valley Breeze and Socket Call. What would you draw as the most important uh, piece of uh, information from that city council meeting? Here is James Kanoya. Hmm. Well, it was a... <clears throat> it was a relatively sparse agenda. I think we were in and out of there in a little over an hour. Um, to be honest with you, nothing really jumps out hard at me. Um, well, I can pick up something the, uh, that jumped out at me. Two things jumped out at me. Yeah, go ahead. The use of the word food hub came uh, up. Yeah. And yeah. what is that all about? Uh, I, I, you know, it was a yeah. sort of mentioned in passing. Yeah, so that was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was a um, that was a resolution on the docket to authorize up to seven hundred ninety thousand dollars of American Rescue Plan Act funds uh, to be used as a matching gift in connection with um, a federal grant uh, for something referred to in quotes as a food hub. However, we ended up tabling it uh, because, similar to you, nobody on the council knew what this was about. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, the mayor wasn't at the meeting. Um, the mayor was not at the meeting, along with a few other folks. Finance director wasn't there. Um, so we, none of us knew what this was really about. Mm -hmm. um, so before we commit $790,000 of American Rescue Plan Act funds, uh, we needed a, a clear explanation as to what we're doing. Because that was a 20% match, which means the total... Uh, package would have been just a shade under four million dollars. Um, most of it, I, I believe, obviously coming from the federal government. We'd match with uh, seven hundred ninety thousand, grand total of three million nine eighty or something of that nature. Um, but what exactly it was being used for was a mystery. So tomorrow, when the mayor drops in, here's the way I'm going to uh, phrase that question to her, because I have an idea what it might be. So about two or three or four months ago, uh, the mayor talked about, and I don't know if she talked to the council about it, um, about establishing a supermarket in Woonsocket mm. that would address low-income families, like a discount supermarket in a what they call poverty belt area. So it can't, it can't be in the north end. And it can't be in East Woonsocket um, uh, Shopping Center. It has to be in a poverty zone. And, uh, and apparently there's a few of these, uh, quote-unquote, um, special food hub supermarkets across the country. And so I'm going to ask you tomorrow, That's is this it? Because the federal government, I think, uh, cranks in some money to establish them. On the other hand, I might not be right. I have no idea. Um, this was the first... The first we saw of it, and I think it was uh, unanimous. It was, I don't think it was unanimous. Everybody in the council was kind of scratching their heads trying to understand what this was because all it was is a one-page resolution mm -hmm. with no explanation um, as to what that was. And we're not going to grant approve $790,000 on, a, you know, just mere assumptions. I don't um, blame that's, you. That's, that's, not, that's how you get in Well, I'll, I'll get back to you, Council Member uh, Knoyer, and okay. let you know what a food hub is so that... Uh, well, if you're not... If, if, if 
for whatever reason the mayor is not able to make it tomorrow uh, and you're not able to ask the question, we, we are going to have a work session on Monday and we'll, we'll be covering this. So, All right. Question number two I have for you that uh, surfaced is uh, whenever we reach uh, back into our, um, into our checkbook and pay somebody $38,000 back that they paid us because their property was improperly revalued, um, is um, is painful enough, but I'm getting the impression that uh, that thirty-eight thousand to the old Narragansett Electric now National Grid is um, just one of many paybacks uh, due to a poor revaluation by um, well, was it Northeast Valuation that did these original valuations? Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, you're correct. Last night the City Council approved uh, an abatement. Uh, for Narragansett Electric uh, with respect to their property taxes for fiscal year 18, 19, and uh, 21 maybe, or vice versa, one of them. Well, for three, three, three fiscal years. There was one year they, they, uh, they themselves failed to appeal, so they left a little bit of money on the table in terms of uh, clawing some of it back. But, so, yeah, we approved $38,000 uh, abatement that will go back to uh, the taxpayer. And it was in connection with the uh, over-assessment from their perspective that uh, we ultimately agreed to. The over-assessment of their, of their property values uh, done via the uh, 2017 reval that was conducted by the city um, with the assistance of Northeast. Um, and, you know, we've, frankly, we've approved a number of these in the last several months. Um, and... Uh, you know, this actually goes back to God rest his soul. You know, Al Brian, poor Al, was up there. He felt like he was uh, screaming into the wind. But if you recall, um, Al Brian in his last last uh, years or so, he was making a big issue of this um, on the reval for 2017 and uh, the number of irregularities and um, what he what he uh, perceived to be over assessments. And obviously, Al was a um, a professional uh, appraiser at one point in his life and actually taught, taught courses on it. So, you know, God rest his soul, but much of what he was saying is turning out to be, uh, to, turning out to be true, frankly. So that was the um, appraisal work done by a company called Northeast Valuation. Yeah. And uh, so... Through the city. Right. Through the city's oversight, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going back on those... Uh, revaluations because the property owners contested the valuations, but they had to pay the property tax, all right? And, and now they want their money back uh, if they can prove that they were ass- assessed incorrectly. Do I have it right or wrong? Uh, no, that's correct. That's correct. So if you get, you, get your, you, know, you get your tax bill and you can appeal it, but uh, in order to appeal it, you have to pay the tax up front. And then you go through the process and you go to the board of, you know, first you go to the tax assessor, then you go to the board assessment review. And if you don't get satisfaction at those two levels, you can appeal it to Superior Court. Um, however, uh, in order to go through that process, you still have to pay um, the bill that you received. And then at some point, if uh, you get relief along the way at any one of those levels, at the tax assessor, the Board of Assessment Review, and or um, ultimately the Superior Court, um, you'll, get a, you'll get a refund um, if they agree with... Uh, your argument. And there are more of these refunds coming up, right? Uh, well, uh, so you're referring to, there was a question and um, the solicitor indicated that there's a hundred 
somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred appeals that are out there pending that haven't even gone to the Board of Assessment Review. So process-wise, if you, if, you know, if Roger, make it simple, if Roger Bouchard receives a tax bill that he does not agree with and he thinks he's been over-assessed, he can go to the tax assessor uh, for have the, have the assessor review it and make a determination as to whether there was an issue or not. So this could go on for years then? It could. Yes. Yeah, it's a problem. So each time, um, um, and, and it looks like the the valuation was faulty back then, so it looks like whoever is going to bring their case to the uh, assessment board is probably going to win their case. Um, it, it feels like that. I mean, I won't, I won't say that for certain, but there's been a number of them that, as I said, if you if you look at the docket, the last several uh, several meetings we've been clicking a lot of these off in terms of the abatements um so and you know one of the one of the issues is frankly um we don't have a tax assessor we haven't had a tax assessor now going on two years or a consistent tax assessor um you know the the prior tax assessor has been helping out on a, uh, a very limited part-time basis but uh it's hard to it's no way to run a railroad. I'm just I'm going to leave it at that for now all right we have some callers uh, so you do have your earphones on and that's how you hear your callers. So we're going to press the buttons, take a few comments, then a few commercials, and then we'll talk about uh, graffiti, and we'll talk about um, CDBG and all kinds of things. Sure. Stay real long. Hello there. What would you like to say to Mr. Knoyer? I would like to say good morning, Mr. Knoyer, and uh, I'm thankful that you're considering uh, continuing uh, running in the city to uh, keep an eye and to put so much effort into making sure uh, the wrong decisions aren't made, shall we say. <laughs> I don't know if I'll run. I might jog at most, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think... Uh, Super speed, uh, what is that, fast walking fast might walking, be yeah. more uh, required. There you go. Uh, the first thing I, I wanted to mention also is, uh, remember that, I love old sayings because they kind of were created and they've come to this point in, uh, in our history for a reason. So when you were both discussing that previous uh I guess, uh, request for money. Uh, I, I thought of beware of Greeks bearing gifts, you know, yeah. but it's not a Greek, it's our government. <laughs> so <laughs> there's always these funny little strings, strings or whatever attached to everything. Uh, attached. Yep. What's that? There are strings attached to everything. There's no free lunches, and you better understand what the strings lead to because... Um, <laughs> Bad things can happen sometimes. Well, there's free if you're not an illegal, you know, entering immigrant or whatever it is. Because mm -hmm. they, they seem to be getting a hell of a lot. <laughs> and um, so, and, and I don't like that. They should sign on the dotted line. Do you intend to become a U.S. citizen? And if so, then we'll help you. If not, you can go back where you just came from. <laughs> but yep. that's my uh, my. Uh, so as far as these food, whatever they want to call it, food desert, food hub, food yeah. whatever, yeah. the thing is that when I was working still with the Prevention Coalition, our affiliation was with the state. So I'm just going to say that when I was with the state, this is around the time that they wanted to tax soda because they didn't want people drinking too much soda or flavored or uh, sugared, uh, you know, liquids. 
And at that same time, this was when the word, uh, and I, I don't remember exactly when I was involved because I, re, you know, resigned from that and all of that. But the thing is that they were talking about these food deserts, and, and it comes perhaps from the health department, which comes from who knows where in D.C., but this is not a new term, and so they never give up. Uh, you know, I know we often uh, throw out the wolf in sheep's clothing, but that film yeah. really shows that they've been working on this dissolution of the United States as it was with the Constitution to creating the United States Socialist uh, Group of disassociated, uh, disassociated States. So beware, because whenever that stuff happens, it is not going to bring in the hardworking, industrious, uh, conscientious citizens we need in the United States and in Rhode Island. So. Yeah. Thank you. That's well, just my comment. Thank you. I will, Roger. You going to a break? I just, no, just want to ahead. respond briefly. I, um, well, thanks for the call. Look, she, uh, she brings up one point that I, I do want to um, respond to specifically is I don't like this notion that people run around and say we have a quote food desert. We're the city of Woonsocket. We're eight square miles. We have, you know, we have stop and shop on one end of the city. Stop and shop at another end of the city. We have, you know, again, this notion. We have price right in town. We have price right. We have little, little, little generals general. all over the I place. Mean, so this, this notion that we smear ourselves suggesting that we have a, quote, food desert. You know, I grew up in North Smithfield. And you look at the people in Boroughville and North Smithfield and some of those places and how far they have to they gotta get in the car and, you know. Do you think they have a, a, a supermarket on every corner? No, you had to go to Eddie's Market. You had to go to Eddie's Market, right yes, here. exactly. <laughs> get bazooka bubble gum. Um, so I, I just get so tired of hearing that food desert uh, uh, refrain. It's nonsense, and it's, uh, it's insulting. Um, and we act as though everybody is disabled and incapable of uh, making their way uh, to, a, to a store in a, in a community, in a city that's literally just eight square miles. Um, so I just wish people would stop using that term um, in an effort to put forth their agenda, whatever that agenda is. It's all part of the uh, health equ equity zone that uh, Thunder Mist had been promoting here in Woonsocket. And that well, but we also, have our, we, we also have elected officials that use that term as well. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't, think, I don't think it's fair to the city, and I just think it's a, uh, again, I, I, I view it as a, a slur against the city. Stop, stop pretending we're, yeah. All right, here comes another call. What do you want to say to Mr. Kanoya? Morning. Good morning. Councilman Kanoya. So what I want to talk about here a little bit is free speech in the city of Winsocket. Right. So let me just let me just um, give a little backstory. So I know that there are groups that like to protest and I think that their messaging is not always correct. I think a lot of it is we call disinformation. I think we all know that and I think we all know who, are, who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But one thing that has concerned me is um, and, and again, I don't know all the facts, just in full disclosure here. I don't, but it seems like they get flack from the city when they do want to protest, especially Market Square. Market Square is probably the best place to protest and to have these types of rallies in the city. It's made for, I mean, there's literally a concrete stage built right into it. There's, I mean, there's areas for places to stand. Um, there's plenty of spots where you not have to stand in, in parking spots. That's, people talk, oh, but there's parking spots. You're standing in parking spots. That's not, that's not the case. There's plenty of spaces. There's sidewalk. What I want to know, I mean, do, even though I don't agree with a lot of their messaging, I stand behind their right to protest in Market Square or wherever they want. All right? If they're going to hold signs and have rallies, that's fine. If you need a permit for some stuff, 
I think permits are for when, again, you're going to have like live entertainment in a public square, something like that. Hmm. But I hear stuff from a lot of people kind of give it, kind of saying, oh, well, they shouldn't be in Market Square. It's a parking lot. It's not a parking lot. There's plenty of space to walk around. It's made for congregating. Mr. Pinoyer, do you stand um, with their right to protest? And again, forget about politics aside. Yeah, I just want to know your views on that. So, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, First no. of all, it is a parking lot, in my opinion. Well, it's both. It's both. Yeah. It's market. It's a square, mm -hmm. right? It's the town yeah. square, okay. so to speak. So he's absolutely correct. It's a parking lot, but we also have a stage there. Um, and I have no problem <laughs> with people uh, showing up to protest. Um, I, to, to his point, I may not agree with your opinion, um, but I'll fight to the death for you to be able to express that opinion. Um, and I will, I will counter your opinion. I'll, if, I, if I disagree with you, you will hear from me in most instances. Um, so, yeah, no, I, absolutely not, not a problem. In, in fact, but I wish we'd kept him on the line for a moment. I but, think he's still there. Oh, I'm, I'm not aware. Is he there? I still have the line open, yeah. uh, but I, I think he hung up. Like Anyways, I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure of mm -hmm. what he's uh, referring to in terms of the city not allowing people to, to gather there. That, um, I'm not aware of that. Yeah. Um, and certainly people have a right to peaceful assembly and to make their, you know, for example, I'll give you a real quick. We had the whole flag incident <clears throat> when we had the, uh, the pride flag, um, and they raised it over at Market Square, and um, the city council voted to allow that 7 to nothing. It was unanimous. Um, and unfortunately, and this is unf I'm saying it from my perspective, uh, they had the flag raising, and uh, Senator Murray and Alex Kithis were there. They were the main speakers, and they proceeded to attack and trash the city council that had just approved this thing. Seven to nothing. Um, so, you know, they had their say. They got up there on the steps over there at Market Square and turned what was supposedly and, and what was advertised as a, quote, celebration into a political, one of their political theater events, grievance, uh, uh, a, a, a grievance session, and literally attacked uh, the administration and the city council in particular, both Melissa Murray, Senator Melissa Murray, and Alex Kithis. Um, in regard to the, the raising of the flag that the council had just approved 7 to nothing, So uh, they had their say, they had their, quote, protest, uh, notwithstanding the fact that it was, it was billed to be a, uh, uh, a community event, uh, something to unite the community and as uh, supposedly suppo uh, uh, a celebration, and they turned it into something far different. But, no, absolutely, people have a right to uh, assemble and, and, and make their, their, their uh, views known. You are on the different program. We are going to take a break right now for a few advertisements. And uh, we're going to begin with, um, I, think, uh, I think I'm going to begin with the Honey Shop, which is located right here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And, uh, and first of all, we are uh, a place where you can find a lot of healthy food options. We have a keto department at the uh, Honey Shop where you can find uh, low-carbohydrate uh, selections. We uh, also have um, our famous uh, Breathe product that uh, we, uh, we established ourselves. We have honey, and we carry quali quality specialized food, and then we conduct educational programs. And uh, we had uh, sourdough uh, recently and up and coming in June. We have uh, beer-making classes that you can check out on Facebook. We have a foraging excursion, which you can check out on Facebook. 
and other uh, activities. Facebook is a good place to know what's going on at the honey shop. Uh, I know that for a fact because I, I check it myself. And we have winemaking classes coming up in June, too. Strawberry wines when the strawberries are out, blueberry wine and blackberry wine and, and so on and so forth. Workshops, we've got them at the honey shop. 1300 Park Avenue here in Woonsocket. Uh, Kathy and Paul do a nice job with their operation. Here's a number, 766-1488 for the honey shop. And now I'm going to announce that the, um, you know, we were promoting the Good Shepherd um, uh, Catholic Regional Calendar. And how now it's May and they're actually having the drawing for the calendar. So now, here in the month of May, we're going to promote the Rotary Club Fundraiser. And uh, that's the one where you can win $3,000, and here's JR to tell you more about it. The Woonsocket Rotary Club takes great pride in welcoming you to the 2022 Project Charities Raffle. 100% of the profit is to support Woonsocket Rotary Club charities, and winning tickets will be drawn on Tuesday, June 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Kay's Restaurant, 1013 Cass Ave, right here in the great city. A maximum of 400 tickets will be sold for $50 each, and ticket holders are eligible for grand prize of $3,000. Second prize of $1,000. Third prize of $500, as well as five prizes, each of $50. Winners will be announced at 8 p.m. on WNRI, 1380 a.m. and 99.9 FM. Attendance is not required to win, so get your tickets here at WNRI Radio. Some of the local great organizations supported by the Rotary Club include the Museum of Working Culture, St. Anne's Arch and Cultural Center, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and the Milk Fund. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Remember, we have luncheons Monday through Friday starting at noontime, $5.99 and up. And then Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu or honey jack chicken or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Scott McGee of Remax Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. One of the new listings that uh, Scott has is a... Uh, a nice piece of property uh, with over an acre of land, 1.15 acres, in um, Boroughville on Hill Road. And uh, I think that would be, I bet you a lot of people don't know that there's a section of Boroughville called Bridgeton. And uh, Bridgeton is, uh, you know, uh, uh, an area that, um, that locals probably know, but uh, it's Hill Road. And this is where this property is, 444 Hill Road at $325,000. $325, and basically, when you look at that kind of money, three twenty-five in the real estate market, that's low. So why is this three- to four-bedroom uh, ranch with two full bats on over an acre of land so inexpensive? Now, I know 325 to a lot of people is a lot of money, but 
in today's real estate market, that's one of the lower priced ones. Well, um, it uh, needs an updated heating system. And um, as uh, Scott McGee tells me, this one will need some TLC and elbow grease before it's a great property. Being sold as, as in condition and it's part of an estate sale. Talk to uh, Scott at 639-2906, and he'll be happy to tell you about this property on Hill Road, Boroughville. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. James Kanoya, council member, is with us, and we have a caller waiting. But uh, we had a couple of topics uh, waiting before that caller joined us, so I'm going to ask you about... Uh, Something I'll ask the mayor about, too, is that's graffiti here in uh, Woonsocket. Uh, the city has a little reward out there if they can catch the culprits. Uh, do you have anything you want to say about the graffiti issue? Yeah, sure. I Actually, I commented on this uh, on Saturday with um, Larry, po- uh, Larry Poitras. Yeah, I heard you. I shared with him in, in, um, my opinion. But, uh, no, all kidding aside... So there was, uh, unfortunately, there was some graffiti that was uh, spray-painted on uh, the city's uh, property, public property, over at the uh, middle school. Um, And the mayor, uh, much to her credit, um, issued a press release and offered a a modest reward uh, leading to um, the identification of the the individuals that defaced our property. Um, And I completely support her actions on that. Um, and the, the one thing I, I commented on Mr. Poitras' show, and I'll, and I'll say it again here, is that our uh, resident socialist, Alex Kithis, um, got busy on his keyboard in his grandmother's basement and, and was sending out a tweet uh, criticizing the mayor for, quote, criminalizing our youth. Well, first they made the assumption it was the children that spray painted it, and whether that's true or not is irrelevant, whether you're a child or an adult. If you deface public property, then you need to help. You need to be held accountable, and it can't be uh, deemed acceptable. But they they refer to that as quote criminalizing our youth. And if you just stop and think about that for a moment, and put the personalities aside, you, you just it's mind numbing. And it's that mindset. If 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 you had those people uh, with their hands on the levers of power, so to speak, with th- th- with that type of mindset, where the hell are we going? We're criminalizing our youth for trying to hold people accountable for spray painting and uh, putting graffiti on our public property. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's frightening. So, you know, the point I tried to make on the Larry Poitras show is you ignore these, these people like Mr. Kithis at your own peril. Um, he, again, he's trying to take his clown show down to the state uh, running for General Assembly. Um, and it would be just frightening to have someone like that uh, on, on the floor of the, uh, the, of the assembly. It's just frightening. And then you got the Watch Coalition uh, that's, that's joining them in, in this, this, this nonsense about criminalizing our youth. And they, they had a, we had a, a shooting, a very unfortunate shooting, where the state police and the U.S. Marshal ended up shooting somebody. We don't have all the facts. Um, but uh, right away they just jumped to, quote, police violence and gun violence. Um, as if guns pick themselves up off a table and shoot, shoot someone. What I found interesting about that um, incident uh, on North Main Street, the yeah, shooting, the shooting yeah. didn't even involve Woonsocket police. As a matter of fact, in listening to the police chief at the news conference uh, that was held, uh, we, we were talking about two police agencies, uh, the state police and also uh, the uh, um, 
state, uh, the national, the federal marshals. Yeah, the U.S. marshals. U.S. Yeah. marshals. Mm-hmm. And um, when uh, Mr. Um, Chief Oates, Oates uh, came up to speak, he said, basically, we did a perimeter uh, of uh, just securing the area. This was nothing. I don't think when Socket police were un- aware of it until it happened. I don't think that uh, they were brought in on it because he um, didn't seem to indicate it. And to me, the biggest public safety contribution to that whole thing was fire and rescue. Uh, that is uh, bringing the guy to the hospital. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know anything about it other than what you, you, you read. Uh, mm-hmm. um, clearly, it was the, um, the uh, Violent Fugitive Task Force, which is led by the state police and the U.S. Marshals. And uh, my guess is I'm sure they had uh, Onsaka police assistance in terms of, as he said, uh, securing the perimeter, mm-hmm. uh, but who knows? Uh, the rea- but the only thing I'm really commenting on is this leap by the Watch Coalition yeah. here in Osaka to refer to it as police violence. All right, didn't mean to suck no, you into a no, discussion that. Uh, Happy to. All right, here's uh, my next question before we grab our next call. Uh, we read a news release that there was a surplus in the school department and a surplus in the municipal side. And uh, usually, uh, if I have a Mr. Ward or a Mr. Kanoyer in the studio, I'll ask them about it uh, because I consider you the the two finance guys or finance people on the council. So when you um, saw that uh, news release or heard about it, did you call the mayor and congratulate her on the surplus? Um, no. <laughs> um, no. Why not? not? Uh, no reason... Two or uh, no reason. Um, well, do we have a surplus? The um, so look, I did ask uh, the finance director to provide us a report, um, an updated uh, uh, fiscal year twenty one report, so we can understand clearly where the surplus came from. But I will tell you that if you've ever listened to me on this station over the last number of years, I always talk about what the city has done with its finances, its tax rates. Uh, its budgets a surplus, and I always say it's a collective effort between the administration and the city council um, and the staff. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not into, um, I don't like to take, uh, assign credit to any one individual. It's a collective effort, and I will tell you that the city council, when it's done the budgets the last several years, we've always ensured that we that we go into the year with a very, uh, you know, close to a million dollar surp- uh, contingency. Um, and um, so it's not surprising that we had a surplus. I just don't know the details, but it's my understanding that it was um, from the press release uh, that it was all the result of um, the finance staff. So I'd have to defer to them. And when I get the, the details, I'd be happy to share them with you. Do you think Woonsocket is in good financial condition? Uh, it is, uh, which is a relative, you know, you've got to be careful. Though. It's a relative term. Um, We've, we've certainly made uh, considerable headway since the um, Budget Commission was here. Um, again, uh, the council and the administration um, have been pretty, um, pretty consistent in terms of kind of holding the line. Um, some people, we've, you know, we've had disagreements along the way, in, in, during, at least during my time on the council. Um, we've had some disagreements on what we do with the budget and so forth, but, you know, we, we get past that. And I think that uh, collectively, and, then, and I emphasize the word collectively, um, we've done a pretty good job of uh, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, repairing ourselves and putting ourselves in a better position and build, rebuilding our, um, our surplus. Um, 
so I think uh, I think we're in relatively good shape. But I do have concerns. I mean, if you read anything in the financial press, um, there is a lot of concern. You know, we have a ton of inflation right now, um, but there's also a lot of concerns about uh, a recession. A lot of people will tell you that uh, they're very concerned that uh, we have a recession right around the corner. Why are prices going up? They have just a, just a, just a tag. I don't know when the last time you filled your, your, your gas tank up or you went to the uh, the grocery store. Ridiculous. You probably haven't been to a grocery store because we live in a food desert. And you can't find one. I but, can't find one, right. But if you, buy a, if you buy any food, you'll see the cost is through the roof. Um, so, yeah, we have a ton of, a ton of inflation, and uh, a lot of times that is followed by a recession. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's when we'll really be tested. Uh, but right now we're a wash in cash from the federal government. Uh, through opera funds and all this other stuff. So, uh, short answer to your question is we're in relatively good shape at the moment, but there are still challenges. It is probably hard to find, based on all the federal money uh, that's uh, around, a community that's hard pressed for cash right now. At the moment, yep. Not that they won't get there very but soon. That stuff can turn in turn in a in a heartbeat. All right, let's take a phone call from a listener, a patient listener. Thank you for uh, letting us uh, clear our agenda here. And you're next. Hello. Hi, I'd like to say this. First, I agree with you. I don't believe there is a food desert. But, but for argument's sake, let us say there is a food desert. Well, if there's a need and a private industry won't come in and resolve that need because of the city or the state being business unfriendly, maybe they, should <laughs> maybe they should suffer the natural consequences of that rather than have the federal government come in to make it all better pushing more and more of what Mr. Kippis wants, which is socialism. So I am 100% against any government-entered food hub. Thank you. I, I, have a good day. Have a good day yourself. Thank you for your Thank call. You. Let's take care of some emails here. Mm. Uh, gravel is the subject. Could you please ask Mr. Kanoya his position on removing gravel in Cass Park? For a $5 million complex, which was on the agenda last night, uh, as opposed to upgrading the Dion track instead of saving millions of dollars, I walk on the track daily as a supporter. I don't remember Mr. D'Agostino being there to explain what was going on on the cast box. Your comment, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think what John is referring to, I mean, what the email is referring to is mm -hmm. <clears throat> on the agenda last night, uh, Director D'Agostino had under presentations and petitions... He was going to address the city council regarding uh, the Cass Park improvements and uh, the potential sale of gravel. We had a, <clears throat> and I think he was just going to provide the same update he provided to the council last uh, last Monday. Oh no, no, last Thursday. Sorry, last Thursday we had a special meeting, and Director D'Agostino uh, gave a presentation to the council. Unfortunately, the meeting was on Thursday night, and three of the council members were not able to be in attendance. Um, and uh, then last night, um, Director D'Agostino was not able to be at the meeting. Uh, he, he unfortunately was uh, uh, not able to make it as planned. So we didn't, we didn't discuss it. It wasn't presented. So, um, look, there's gravel, uh, there's gravel at, the, uh, at the site that certainly can be sold. And whether or not we, we proceed with that is a, is a matter of um, some discussion that the council has to have. Uh, and I'm going to defer any comment on that until uh, Director D'Agostino has the opportunity to present to us at the next meeting. Fair enough. Hey, I've got a great question for you uh, sent in by a listener. Uh, you live in the North End, right, uh, of Woonsocket? I do. I live yes. in Woonsocket. Yeah. But the North End neighborhood. 
whatever. Well, this is Sasha. relevant uh, to okay. you uh, answering in the affirmative. <laughs> All right. So I live in the North End, too. So here's what the email says. Hey, Booch. Did you know some people call me that? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Hey, Booch, you should be worried that your next representative from your neighborhood could be Alex Kithis. Furthermore, Alex Kithis and Melissa Murray representing Woonsocket. That's a pair that can beat a full house. God help us. You know, um, that could happen because I don't know anybody running against Alex Kithis right now unless you've heard about rumors out there. And I haven't heard anybody running against Melissa Murray unless you've heard rumors out there. I defer this to you, North End resident. <laughs> um, See how you're going to handle this one. <laughs> I love this. Uh, so a couple things. Number one, the rumor I heard was a guy named uh, Roger Bouchard who lives in the, the hoity-toity North End. I heard he is yeah. considering a run. Yeah, uh, again, uh, to keep Mr. Kithis at bay. I'm um, considering it, and then I rejected it. And, well, I, I don't know that he's finally rejected it, but um, <laughs> yeah. my, my understanding is that he would run, and uh, if elected, he could stay home and, uh, and never go to a single meeting at the state house, and would still be way ahead of the game. <laughs> um, so that's that's a consideration. I see. Right. Uh, as far as, as far as Senator Murray, uh, again, I don't know. I don't agree with um, many of the things uh, that she does, but uh, I could, you know. Uh, Senator Murray, I think, is um, probably uh, safe in her seat. I don't know if anyone's going to run, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, she's got some work to do. We have a lot of things at the city level. We we're trying to, as you know, um, we had passed a, a resolution uh, for some legislation to provide the city with, you know, north of $100 million in connection with our school upgrades. We have a number of old schools. Um, and then there's some uh, funding um, for the uh, public safety complex. So I think uh, the expectation is that Ms. Murray, who is in the Senate, um, will deliver that bacon. And if she doesn't, then I guess um, maybe there will be a, 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 you know, a serious question as to whether or not there's any value there. So very simply, I think Melissa probably is fine, but it's going to be dependent on her delivering on those, uh, those specific needs that this, uh, the city of Woonsocket has put forth. Um, but I don't think, again, going back to Mr. Kithis, if, if Mickey Mouse runs, I mean, if, 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 if we have to, we'll get Mickey Mouse to run. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll still be better off. Thank you. All right. Um, one more note from another listener. This listener sent us a list of oil companies um, and their prices. And it uh, noted here, below our oil prices for Northern Rhode Island, starting with uh, this company called Price Right Oil Company in Pawtucket, According to this website, which is, I don't know what the website is. Uh, they forwarded it to me, but I don't know it. This Price Right Oil, they sell it for five ninety a gallon. And, um, and then um, one of our sponsors is five ninety four Discount Oil Brokers. They're out in Smithfield, but they do a lot of uh, activity here in Woonsocket. I don't know exactly why the person sent us the oil prices. Did that come up in the city council meeting in any way or anything like that? No. Sorry. No. And Sorry. maybe they were just talking, maybe it was just in reference to the, the inflation discussion that you and I were having earlier. Okay. And just confirming that um, Mr. Biden's inflation is through the roof. 
Back in a moment. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu. Or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday. Saturdays and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available. And Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of Flip Flop Wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy, Check out the Stella Rosa Collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry, watermelon, and green apple to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light for open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. You know, there's a bakery in Cumberland that's so special, you should visit it. And it's called Under the Willow Bakery at 3383 Menden Road in Cumberland. They're pineapple uh, squares. No, excuse me, they're lemon squares. I bought a couple of those the other day. Are very, very special. <laughs> they are good. And um, you can also, they have nice lemon pies, too. Because all bakery delights are homemade right there on the premises. We use family recipes. We are not a mass production bakery. And, and you'll find it all, including cookies, cupcakes, scones, muffins, croissants, brownies, whoopie pies, spinach pies, many other sweets and savory delights. And if you love coffee, like I do, they have a great cappuccino and also lattes made to order. I like the Americano coffee, which is a little stronger. It's made with a little bit of uh, espresso and a little bit of regular coffee. And they'll make it custom made for you. And if you're interested in a special order, call Michelle at 425-8116. The name of the business again, Under the Willow Bakery in Cumberland, open daily Tuesday through Sunday. Coming from Woonsocket, we're just beyond the Cumberland Hill Fire Station on the left-hand side. Family-owned and operated, and uh, no long lines there. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, here we are, back on the Upfront program. Resolution before uh, the council last night uh, concerning uh, the... Um, tax um, stabilization uh, program and uh, this is uh, something that 
you passed, right? Uh, or, inter- no. or endorsed? No. No, you didn't endorse it. <laughs> Why not? Um, so that was a uh, resolution. State interference, maybe? Well, yeah. hang on, settle down. <laughs> no, that was the, uh, we had a resolution before us last night to support a change in state law that would allow one socket to provide tax stabilization agreements up to 20 years. Currently, we, in the, uh, the city of Woonsocket, um, state law prohibits us to go beyond 10 years. Um, and that, uh, that resulted in a tie vote last night. I think that's the only vote that we had that was not unanimous. Um, that was a uh, three to three vote, three four, three against, so therefore it failed. Why is there a debate on this? Well, I, I voted against it, Roger, and it's... Um, you know, I don't believe in giving, um, if, if Roger Bouchard came to, came to the city of Winsock and said, I want to put in WNRI, I want a 20-year tax agreement, I would say no. Uh, 20 years is a long, that's two decades, okay? Um, and, you know, I, I gave the example, we just recently gave a tax stabilization agreement to an entity, and I won't be specific, but you can probably figure it out, um, Last year, when we set and we stabilized it by uh, setting the appraised value at X. Well, you, I think, and you did one earlier this morning. You do real estate ads on a regular basis. Yeah. And is real estate through the roof right now? Mm. Okay. So, twenty years, you you know, you you lock in a value, and just a year and a half goes by, and the value's probably doubled, and they're down, at the, you know, roughly fifty percent. So, it's just too long a period. Um, from my perspective, um, I'm not a big fan of tax stabilization agreements. I've supported um, a couple of them. You supported I, the uh, Sacred Heart deal, right? I, I did. Mm-hmm. And in and, uh, the Sacred Heart deal, they came in and they wanted 12 years. Mm-hmm. And we brought it down to seven. Um, and uh, the developer was, was extremely happy. was uh, very appreciative of the council and the administration and the city for doing that. But... Uh, rather than 12, which we couldn't do, we brought it down to 7, and he was still very happy, and they're moving forward. 20 years is a long time. And now, go ahead. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but... Um, Please do. The um, situation with uh, the sludge burning plant, even though that wasn't a tax stabilization deal, it was one of those contracts that goes over too long a period of time that things can change, and the, the attitude in the city has changed about that place... Yep. And, um, but we're locked in, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not, <clears throat> that's not what this is, but no, to your po- no, no, and you said yep. that, but to your point, this is, that's the one of the, one, one of the issues when you lock into a 20 year agreement, mm-hmm. you yep. and I won't be around for that, but, um, I, I don't like binding future generations <laughs> for 20 years. Uh, 10 years is more than enough. And from my perspective, um, I'm not aware of, you've been around longer than I have, Roger. Has anybody ever, you know, Said we need 20 years. Have we ever lost someone because they didn't get a 20-year agreement? I don't know. I think the, the the big long-term agreement, I think, is with CVS. Correct. And right. that was done in uh, 97. And this law that we have on our books goes back to 91. So I made that point last night. If, you know, if Amazon came to the city and they said they wanted to put in one of their, their headquarters here, notwithstanding AOC's um, objection, um, if they wanted to put in and they needed a 20-year tax agreement, we could sit down and we could have that conversation and we could still make it happen. And I'm sure the General Assembly would do what's necessary to allow that uh, to amend the legislation. But I don't like having uh, that kind of uh, – uh, it's just too long. So, so it, it failed on a 3-to-3 three three vote. Um, and 
look at there's good arguments on both sides, but um, you just hit the nail on the head. We we entered into a long term agreement um, that you know some people today, if we were starting over, we there's a good chance it would not have gone through. Mm -hmm. So yeah, too, I too believe long. right. So uh, yeah, I was talking about the concept of long term agreements. Yep. Hey, we only have a, a couple of minutes. Um, um, so uh, you go to the city council meetings and. Um, How's your attendance? Are you? Uh, I try you... to be there on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, you have other things to do. I mean, you are gainfully employed, right? Um, I do have all, a day job, right? So you yep. don't live in your grandmother's basement, or anything. I don't live in my grandmother's basement. No. I actually get up and I go to work every day and try to be a productive member of society. If that's mm. the question, yes. All right. <laughs> and so, going back to uh, the beginning of the program, um, so I get the impression. That uh, you'll be running for office again, even though you didn't commit at the beginning of the program. Um, <clears throat> Why don't you give me? I ask the mayor for a, for a scoop every once in a while. I don't have a scoop. I, I think that's a scoop. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, um, as I said, I will uh, I will assess the field, um, and I'll talk to my friends and colleagues. And I would honestly, Roger, I would say there's a better chance that I run than than not running. But honestly, um, uh, I have not uh, made that that decision just yet. So, and and I would tell you if I did. Mm -hmm. So I'm being I'm being honest and sincere. All right, our fiscal condition is good. It is currently good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not great, mm -hmm. um, and there are still challenges ahead. Make no mistake. And we have an agreeable council uh, working with the mayor. They you don't agree on everything, but uh, there's no uh, shouting matches going on lately, huh? No, 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 no. We all try to work together, and again, we, we will have disagreements. Um, along the way, and that's just part of how government works. It's not a sole proprietorship. So Jim Canoy doesn't have his way. Mayor Baldelli Hunt doesn't have just her way. It's it's a collective. Uh, we have to find consensus. And uh, you know, as I mentioned, I think we had one vote, which was that extending the tax agreements out, you know, for two decades. Um, that failed. But I think everything else last night was unanimous, and most of our votes have been unanimous uh, the last this this term. Um, and that's a far cry from when. Uh, the fellow that lives in his grandmother's basement was on the uh, the council. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.